so I think that has been my most recent F it all moment where I really decided to like look inward yeah. as to what I need, the type of spaces I need to be in, the type of people I need to surround myself with, and ultimately like what impact for me looks like. And I think over time, my idea of impact has certainly changed. This is an It All Media production. Welcome to the Fuck It All podcast, a show inspired by and dedicated to modern women undoing it all. I'm your host, Casey Let Gordon. On this show, I sit down with everyday women having what we call fuck it all moments. You know, those moments in time where we choose what's best for ourselves above anything else, often in opposition to the expectations of society, family, community, and hell, even our former selves. So settle in for the new stories that define us and the conversations women want to have. Hi, welcome back to the Fuck It All podcast. And today, vodcast. My name is Casey Light Gordon. I'm your host. And today I am sitting down with the soul sister of all soul sisters, Sarah Saxner Coughlin. Thank you for joining me on the show. Thanks for having me, Casey. So a little context. Sarah and I, we've known each other maybe five ish years now yeah i will give a little disclaimer new mama in the house yes it is true 11 weeks 12 weeks we are 10 and a half weeks and you're out in public trying with lipstick on some would say thriving i'm just we're surviving we're surviving and i started getting ready very very early this morning yeah it's you know three three o'clock and she said that getting ready started at 7 30 with a baby it did. um so if we hear any you know cooing cawing whatever off stage we may have a little William joining us on the show. We so, may. Lucky for us. Oh, hello. It's okay. <laughs> Sarah said this earlier. This was her exposure therapy and it like is. getting back into real life. It is. Um, okay. Place. So things that we have in common, both insanely ambitious, both mm-hmm. I think bought into the having it all and have had very complex relationships with that. Mm-hmm. And motherhood, I think, for both of us was very transformational in that definition of it all. Mm-hmm. So um, let's start with maybe your relationship with having it all. And let's start with, you know, over the course of time, maybe how that's evolved. Yeah. So I would definitely say I was one of those people, like you said, that has kind of wanted to have it all my whole life, or mm-hmm. at least thought that was my path, thought it was my journey. Um But it was something that I think it was, I've literally read every single article. And so I would take these ideas from other people, from society, from what the people I looked up to, specifically women I looked up to, you know, would say about that. And definitely my idea of what it meant to have it all has transformed over time. Because, like, why can't we just say we have it all? Or just recognize that that changes throughout the course of our experience and our time together, our time with ourselves. So for me, when I think about what it is, you know, I don't think it's an attainable thing to say that we are always having it all as what society imposes on yeah. us, but rather why why can't we just be okay with where we are? Um, and so that's something I've been wrestling with a lot lately and something I think I'll continue to do, but the frame of, that's William. Uh, <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing it? Oh, wow. Hey, buddy. Needed your arms. Milk. 
this milk. Yeah. All right. So right now, for instance, things yeah. just evolve. So good on us. And you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Yep. All right, man. You wanted to be a part of the show. Mm -hmm. I get it. Say hi, Aunt Casey. <laughs> He's giving me the eyebrows. Yeah. So having it all and in this redefinition, yep. you were saying that for you, you've taken a lot of like inputs mm -hmm. from women oh, you yeah. admire, admire and, and society itself. New York Times articles. As one does. Books. Yes. Mm -hmm. Has it, have there been times that it's been, and I'm obviously leading this question because I know you, that it's healthier or unhealthier for you of that definition of it all? It's unhealthy and it's fucking exhausting. <laughs> it's absolutely exhausting. Yeah. It's not attainable. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> what, what would you say is your fuck it all moment or moments? <laughs> I've had a few, especially over the last few years, but I would say most recently, back in the spring of this year, I actually was laid off from a job that I was so, so excited and jazzed about, committed to, all of those things. And it happened a few weeks after I shared the news that I was pregnant. And, you know, when you're busting your butt and, you know, doing it in a day where maybe you are also sick and trying to balance all of these things and then to not feel, you know, like respected or valued in the way that you would like to be, you know, from a team, it makes you question who you surround yourself with, what your views of yourself are and why you put yourself in situations where maybe it's not the type of value-oriented place that you want to be. And so I think that has been my most recent F it all moment where I really decided to like look inward yeah. as to what I need, the type of spaces I need to be in, the type of people I need to surround myself with, and ultimately like what impact for me looks like. And I think over time, my idea of impact has certainly changed. I love that word oh. impact. One of our other guests, Han, that we were talking with mm -hmm. of this definition with it, and she was saying something similar. It's like, how do I want to look at my, I, I think she may have said impact, but it was like, what is the, what am I leaving behind? Mm -hmm. And what is the work I'm doing? And letting that be more the dictating measure of success versus title or these other mm -hmm. external things that we're all taught mm -hmm. to pursue. Um, taught to pursue or maybe that we assume. Yeah. You know? Um, I think for me, like I never faced pressure from my family or anyone about yeah. climbing a ladder, whatever ladder that was, or, you know, it was definitely more self-imposed. And I think it's the stories that we tell ourselves that we yeah. assume from, you know, yeah. external places, articles, you know, people sharing their yeah. experiences and us seeing ourselves in that. I'm yeah. curious for you when the experience happened earlier this year with the job or other ones, for me, a lot of times when things aren't working or I have to redefine it all or a moment, the first place I go, and this way, you know, 10 years into therapy, my therapist, like MVP customer right here. Yeah. But the first place I go is that something must be wrong with me because mm -hmm. this system, how could it, all these people seem to be doing mm -hmm. okay. And I can imagine like, again, I, you know, the only thing I can relate to is just being pregnant in a professional space. It was mm -hmm. a very vulnerable space. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're physically not in your own control. <laughs> you're changing, you yeah. know, and it, it, there's days that yeah. you just, you're literally giving life. So it's okay that you aren't those things. But yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious what your relationship was with that, like in an already vulnerable place and then saying this place isn't right for me versus I'm not right for this place. I can say that now, but it okay. took it took time to get there. Yeah. Honestly, like lots of tears, lots of questioning, lots of reflective time, yeah. lots of the things that bring of carving out my days and the things that bring me joy and like yeah. repositioning 
purpose, I think. That took a lot of journaling and a lot of a lot of walking, a lot of podcasts and a lot of like deep conversations with people that I hold tight yeah. to really like hold up the mirror, not just having other people hold up the mirror for me, but like me finally holding up the mirror. Yeah. To say it was a vulnerable place, absolutely. You're talking to someone who loves to run and move her body and take on things and, you know, explore and like I physically could not do the things that I used to do to cope with things, yeah. you know, yeah. being pregnant and yeah it, it's been a hell of a year but yeah. a really good year and definitely a recentering year yeah. oriented around like purpose and impact and being true to me yeah um so in a year just for context yeah. you uh-huh got married uh-huh got pregnant uh-huh started a new job lost a job that i lost had a baby uh-huh still pseudo pandemic time i guess so mm-hmm. you know like state of the world you know so um yeah, like, let's just unpack that. Yeah. How much time do you have? <laughs> well, I think Sarah said about 20 minutes. Okay. So, yeah, that's so roughly. We'll stop it all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, and really, though, I, I think about, like, you know, what do they, they talk about, like, the five major yeah. changes that happen in one's life. You had mm-hmm. a lot of those. And obviously, Will's here and he's awesome. Yeah. But getting pregnant uh. really, you know, I. I'm, yeah you can decide how much you want to share about this, but I know that it wasn't like on the short-term docket of things that we were planning. <laughs> it, uh, we're thrilled he's here, but yeah. like your relationship with that and finding joy and meaning and something that also mm-hmm. was surprising and maybe not the timing that you thought. Yeah. Well, because I'm a woman with a plan. Yeah. Like I, you know, always thought this would happen by this time. I would transition here. This is the stage that I wanted things to, yeah. you know, move forward. And um, I feel like every time, in my life, anytime something like groundbreaking has happened, it's been because I've needed a kick in the ass. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's why I moved from Florida to Atlanta. You know, that's why I changed careers and have done. It, it just has happened. And yeah, I I think for someone, I, I needed the shakeup. And honestly, like this has been amazing. Like I absolutely love Will. Our family is special. You know, yeah. love my partner, all of those things. Um, but it. It's okay, I think, to have more than one big feeling at a time. I and love to like that. someone recently said that to me and it's just kind of like been my journey, I think, over this last year. Is yeah. you can you can wrestle with these things all at once and it doesn't mean you're better or worse. Yeah. We're I, having some fun here. <laughs> She's truly doing it all right yeah. now. He's Literally. pooping in my arms. Yeah, it's, it's the best. <laughs> I'll tell the story. It was early days. I think I texted you about this. Um, oh, my yes. daughter, I went to a business meeting. She yeah. was a month old and it was like, you know, desperate to get out of the house and just be like a human again. Yeah. And I was going to go Brush have. Yeah, right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for the first time that week. Um, and I went out to a coffee shop to meet like a networking <laughs> person. And, you know, I'm like trying my best. And she had just like fed and was napping. And I'm holding her and I look down and she is like straight shit all over my dress. Like it is, I am covered. And he goes to give me a hug. And I was like, I'm not going to do that right now to save my dignity. I'm going to stand right where I am. Yeah. I'm going to let you walk away. But it was this moment of like, it was so humbling, but also he later messaged. He was like, that was the most like hilarious and like best way you could have handled it because I was thrilled you brought your kid. And that was great to see you. And it was great to hear that from a man in that situation too. I feel like sometimes women, we give each other more grace, but to have him like joke and celebrate with me of like, you showed up as you are in this moment. Yeah, I actually, I think about that story often. And like we were joking a little bit earlier about exposure therapy, Yeah, you know, like why not? Right. Like, why do we think we have to fit in this box or 
be a certain way or show up a certain way yeah. or hide certain parts of ourselves when like this is in all its glory, this is where we're at. And yeah. I think if we can be more accepting of ourselves and then show that compassion towards yeah. other people, like it, people would just be more comfortable and be able to show up how the world they would need be better. to. It, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I how, think about that a lot. How has motherhood changed your view on what it means to have it all of womanhood? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like, yeah. again, how much time do we have? But yes. like. I have always been on the sisterhood train. Uh -huh. Like I, my best confidants, friends, people I look up to. Yeah. It's, I've always felt, thank you. I've always felt connected to women. Mm -hmm. um, the respect and admiration and adoration that I have now for what we do, whether or not you choose to have a kid, yeah. right? Like I, it's next level um, and deeper. And yeah, I, the whole motherhood thing, women are awesome. And so are our bodies. And I think the more that we can give love and get love in return, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. What is a story you were told that you believed and had to unlearn? Mm. I think for me in this season of life, right now I've been reflecting a lot about the difference between having impact and purpose externally versus internally. Mm. I think my whole life I have been, I'm the dreamer. I'm the person that wants to go out and change the world. I want to take on big things and do big things. If I fail, that's okay. At least I swung, you know? Yeah. And I think now the thing that I'm unlearning is that there is just as much value and worth looking inside my home as it would be looking in my backyard. Mm -hmm. And that really rings true for me. It's something I'm working on accepting more, but mm -hmm. it's been really glaring that like, that is where I am in this season. Yeah. And it's okay if that evolves down the road, but it's also okay if I leave behind that old narrative and kind of accept this new one. To be able to set myself, my family, my son, you know, yeah. any future children up in the way to go out into the world and make their own impact. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Katie often says something that she says that I love is she's sometimes the hardest per person to say goodbye to is the former version. Oh my gosh. Of yourself. Yes, Katie. Yeah. I feel like yeah. you've had several of those moments and I mm -hmm. really like what you said of two big feelings coexisting or more than one at one time because mm -hmm. I'm sure there's so much like pride and strength here, but it's the redefinition of strength or... Mm -hmm. You know, you got red lipstick on today, and knowing you, that was like that's a normal, you know, thing. Yeah, yeah, but but what that looks like on a normal Tuesday <laughs> now, like those things. Yeah. So I'm curious, how do you sit with some of those? How do you sit with grief, or how do you sit with that loss, and mm -hmm. not be gentle with it, or not judge it? Uh, maybe it's a work in progress, or you know. it's absolutely a work in progress, and it is. I think one thing I've learned is like if you can just acknowledge all of those things mm -hmm. and speak them out into the world, you might have said this in a past conversation mm -hmm. to me too, it's easier to just see them where they are and accept that and either decide to move forward or tap back into that when you want yeah. it. I definitely feel an immense sense of grief. I think the, even just you, you talked about strength, like my physical strength looks so different now and I've been more comfortable in my body these last few weeks postpartum knowing that it is life-giving and knowing that I'm sustaining his life and, you know, the amount of respect I have for that. I'm not running the miles I used to. I'm not lifting what I used to. I'm not, you know, competing in this or that. And, mm -hmm. um, but knowing that I can choose to go back to that if I want to. Yeah. 
it's just rebuilding and foundationally looking different. Mm -hmm. So yeah, all that to say, it's it's certainly a grieving process and it's hard and it's messy and complex, but like it doesn't mean that you can't be okay with it and still miss. Mm -hmm. You can't be okay with where you're at and still miss who you were. Yeah. Recognizing that's an evolution. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know? I've had to look at evolution as growth versus like you're failing or losing or you know seeing mm -hmm. it as a negative and that's been a I, I for me I feel like that's like my you know karma in this life to work out of some kind because yeah. it's I, I think I just I always put so much judgment on that but you wouldn't judge you wouldn't judge me for that like you no, wouldn't judge I mean, that's your mom my, for that that's what my therapist also yeah has been working with me on it's yeah I know she's great <laughs> Dr. Erica I love her a couple rapid fire what makes yeah. you feel in your power Ooh. Red lips and a hoop. Mm, I mean. But also a slow cup of coffee with Will mm -hmm. and my partner. I feel so at home, so me mm -hmm. like that. On the flip side, finish the sentence for yeah. me. When my power is shaken, I... Call my girlfriend. <laughs> Have a fuck it all podcast. Yeah. Um, are you pointing at me? Say hi. Hello. He's like, oh, that question, just terrible, dreadful. Adios mio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you could say one thing to your younger self, what would you tell her? Give grace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's been a, a big theme. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite part of being a woman? Hmm. Our ability to define what strength means for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's such power in that feminine mm -hmm. strength and feminine energy. Mm -hmm. Um, last question for you, looking ahead, future Sarah. Yeah. What's your hope for her? <laughs> um, that she can accept where she's at, mm -hmm. but also watch out world because Sarah as a mom and all of the other things that make Sarah, Sarah. Yeah. yeah watch out. Yeah. Yeah. I know that, uh, you know, I have the fortune of knowing you on a personal level and I know mm -hmm. this year has tried you. But I feel similar to how I felt with when I called Katie and she was in Thailand with her like community of women and just was like in her power and like mm -hmm. the most just like I am woman, hear me roar in all the strength and beauty and complexity. Mm -hmm. That is what I feel like I've watched is just you coming into this like very, I don't know, like goddess version of yourself. And I'm very yeah. excited and grateful to get to witness that. I'm grateful to have you on my journey and to be on yours too. Yeah. And Will's lucky to have you as his aunt. <sighs> Right? Same, buddy. Crazy? That face says otherwise, but one day we'll be cool. He's like, right, guys, I pooped. Let me know. Let me lay. All it right. what it is. Well, thank you so much for allowing your mother to come on the Fuck It All podcast. My name is Casey Light Gordon. I'm your host. I hope you all continue to join us at itallmedia.co slash join. Get on the newsletter. It all has it all. You get what I did there. And this is Sarah Saxner Coughlin. We are so grateful that you joined us today. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Fuck It All podcast. This is an It All Media production, a home for the news stories that define us and the conversations women want to have. If you haven't already, go over to itallmedia.co slash join to get it all in your inbox every week. And make sure you subscribe here and drop us a rating because baby, that's how this whole world goes round. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on the Fuck It All podcast. <laughs>